Hello friends, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Phillies punch their ticket to the postseason with a walk-off win against the Pirates Tuesday night. Who will the Fightins face in the wildcard round? Has Aaron Nola finally found his form for the playoffs? Do the Phillies have something special in rookie relief pitcher Orion Kirkering? The Flyers began their preseason Monday night against the New Jersey Devils and were promptly handed their ass in a 6-0 beatdown. What can we expect from the rebuilding squad this upcoming season? The Eagles win again Monday night against the Bucks. Jalen Carter and the defense continue to impress, while DeAndre Swift has another monster game on offense. The Birds face Josh Harris and the Washington Commanders on Sunday. Damian Lillard will not be a sixer as the longtime trailblazer is finally traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Will Daryl Morey make a move for the presumably available Drew Holiday? All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. We're <clears throat> halfway through the week again on this fine Wednesday. The sun finally peeked its little nose out, which was good to see. It was rainy for the last, felt like forever. It was only about yeah, four or five days, but like crazy. damn, felt good. Feel pretty good. Birds win. Phillies clinch. Sixers didn't implode. So I feel, feel <laughs> like I'm honestly doing all right. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice to see the sun again. When's the last time we've seen the sun? Friday? Thursday? Uh, it's been almost a week. Last week. Probably the yeah, same day last week. Yeah. It was kind of rainy out all last weekend. Yeah, it was wash. missing that vitamin D, man. was starting mm-hmm. to lose the pigmentation in my skin. Damn. <laughs> but all good here. Yo, are y'all's livers ready for uh, uh, a Phillies season run plus uh, the Eagles being undefeated? He's yeah, been waiting. He's ready. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been training all year. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But yeah, dude, that was I, that was brutal last last year. I just remember, you know, because it was like, especially once they got to like the World Series, it was just like you know, weekday night, and I was just like, like I got to go out. Like, yeah, it's the, right. It's the World yeah. Series. I can't not go out for the World Series. But and then yeah. especially when it was like World Series, it was like postseason games, and you had to like. They had the winning streak going for the birds. We had like seven, eight games. So like at that point, it's like, well, I gotta. I'm already out here. I might as well go Thursday night to watch Eagles play. It means the Phillies have off, and I might as well go back out Friday because we're already at the weekend again. The so Phillies just, play, yeah. yeah, you know. And then yeah. the thing with the Phillies too is that it's like every day. So you're like, well, at least I get to work the hangover out, I guess, and then do it all over again. But it was worth it, man. I mean, it felt good. I wish they picked a different song though. Again, I don't like that they kept the same song. Yeah, know? it's. I remember at one point during the middle of the season, they were saying, yeah, like, Dancing on My Own is last year's song. This mm-hmm. team needs a new song. And for the longest time, <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, they're going to pick a new song. Then last night, as soon as they win, I think it was like Harry Callison, High Hopes, which is a classic. Mm-hmm. You have to have that, right? Yeah. But then Dancing on My Own comes on, sure enough, I'm thinking, here we go again. At oh. least pick the OG version. Yeah, right? yeah. the Robin version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But- right. The the license probably costs too much for that one for them to play <laughs> it all the time. But I'll take it. Still feels good to be on top, or at least, you know, birds are in the high swing. My liver is primed, ready to roll. We've been here before, you know. I'll tell you where I haven't been before. It had been a while. was doing six shots and 99 bananas <laughs> in a day. Yeah, walk us through that real quick. So, yeah, uh, shout out Dean, DFOP, dear friend of the pod, as we say. Uh he and I said have had this tradition for Trevor. You were there when the tradition started back mm-hmm. in 2013. The Flyers playoff run at Grumpy's. 
Yeah. Tradition has held strong ever since. I don't participate in the You tradition. do sometimes. Yeah, once you in a do while. sometimes. I don't I don't keep a bottle at my house like you guys yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, we're degenerates. But uh anyway, so Sunday I go to uh go to the grocery store, go to the liquor store, buy bottle much like the one on the table of ninety nine bananas. I already agreed that I would do two shots if Johnny Gans and the Arizona Cardinals beat the Cowboys. I had owed two shots for the Phillies beating the Mets Friday and Saturday. And then uh, Phillies swept the Mets. Other stuff happened. So here, I'll walk you through it. So get back from the <laughs> liquor store Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Do those first two shots for the Phillies winning Friday, Saturday. I'm like, all right, it's time to watch some football all day. Got nothing going on. It's miserable out. It was rainy. So uh, first two shots go down. I'm sitting there kind of just casually sipping a beer. Then the Cardinals-Cowboys game comes on. And uh, Johnny Gans, shout out Johnny Gans. Yeah. Public enemy number one Our in Philly. favorite guy that we've never said anything bad about. Yeah. The favorite guy that we love to hate. Yeah. We love to hate you, but we love to hate the Cowboys more, so thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I had to hold up my end of the bargain and do two shots for the Cardinals beating the Cowboys. So now we're at four. And then later on, the Phillies sweep the Mets. Orion Kirkery makes an electric debut. So that's two more. So that puts us at six shots in like a 12-hour span. Then the next day, <laughs> birds play. They win. Tradition. Philly sports team wins. Mm-hmm. Got to do at least a shot. I didn't really feel like drinking too much that night, but I had to celebrate. So <laughs> do another shot. That is seven shots of 99 bananas in a 36-hour span. And then uh, last night, told myself, yeah, there's no way in hell I'm drinking. But had to do Phillies it. win. They clinch the, the number one seed in the wild card. Had to do another shot of 99 bananas. So eight shots of 99 bananas in 60 hours. Probably some sort of world record. Don't don't quote me on that, but I like to think <laughs> it might be. And uh, yeah, here we are. So it bottle's just, already halfway gone. I'll probably need to get a new one soon. I was just yeah. saying, just like that, you need could've, another bottle. Yep. <laughs> could've, could've, we we could have gone out and gotten some free ones last night. If we were, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could have joined guys, in. Yeah, did you guys, did you guys pick, get, get any stuff last night at uh, Lululemon <laughs> or uh, the Apple Store? Wine and Spirits, they, they shut down all I know, the, all yeah. the stores. Today, yeah. You know, at first, I didn't realize what had happened, the reason for the looting. I thought, oh, damn, people are excited that the Phillies clinched. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry for my ignorance. Like, I was just so wrapped up in the Phillies clinching. I didn't mm-hmm. know what else was going on. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate circumstances for why everything happened. But then, you know, damn. But, well, good to see that we're all back in one piece. You don't yeah. look too banged up after having so many shots of bananas, so that's also kudos to your liver, who seems pretty primed and ready to go for a good deep postseason run. And it's a, getting there. Yeah. But, yeah, man, we're ready to rock. Feels pretty good. Everyone's been winning. I think uh, Phillies are at least tied right now as we speak, so. Yeah, the hangover game. <clears throat> I guess we just we could start out with some fills or the, uh, you know, might as well start with the hot hand with the yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, clinching, I think that deserves the number one, the number one se- segment of the pod Post here. season is upon us as a lock, which is great to see. I think uh, yeah. he touched on the beginning. <clears throat> Nola, how do we feel? Is he ready to two be? Two good games in a row. I mean, I think they're saying his last two games he's had something like 12 innings pitch. Yeah, I got the statistics yeah, here. Yeah, like 16 Ks, three walks or some shit like that. So this is his last three starts I grabbed because even his – his start prior to the last two wasn't awful. 
So his last three starts, oh and oh, all no decisions. Yeah. But I think we've can't do anything about that. Yeah. We've won two out of those last three starts anyway. Yeah. Seventeen and a third innings pitched, seventeen hits, just one walk, which is yeah. great. You love to see that. Five earned runs, I think one home run, seventeen Ks. Not bad. Yeah, that's. But he uh, got what nine last night. Eight. eight yeah, yeah, eight last yeah, night. I mean, and eight against the Braves to start before. And I think that's the important thing. Yeah. Is that one star came against the Braves when they still had something to play for, kind yep. of. And Big time. He shut them down. So, feel pretty good. Cautiously optimistic. But I think right now he's a perfectly serviceable number two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point you kind of have to, you don't want to screw around with the order of the pitchers and have people getting in their heads about stuff. You know, Aaron Nola has been our you know, one of our aces for years. So I think he's, especially how he's pitched lately, I think he's definitely earned that uh, that number two slot and going into the playoffs. Good to see his, uh, <clears throat> also last night was what, his fourth or fifth uh, season in a row with 200 plus strikeouts? Yeah, I think early. it was his fifth, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. so that's, the guy, I get it, you know, we were hard on him, but you're the hardest on your, you know, most potentially, you know, high performer players or, you know, students, whatever have you, if you're a teacher or whatnot, you know, you always are a little bit more hard on the guys that you know they can perform better than what they gave you throughout the regular season. And it was good. He made a comment maybe a month ago and he was like, you know, we're just trying to get to the postseason. We know what we got to do. And I feel like since then, maybe it was like August, he said that he's really kicked it into a gear. And, you know, again, cautiously optimistic. This team's really big word that we've been putting on them all year has been consistency. And I get that that's a whole sports thing and all that, but I feel like this team especially has been, you know, we're not going to be the Braves where we're just kind of riding high all the time and our bats can get us through games where, you know, Nola has proven over this last stretch that he can keep the team in the game. I'd rather have the pitcher keep us in the game and let the bats wake up than have it be a neck and neck shootout hit game and have it be a bullpen game where Nola seems to be like, okay, he's, Seems more comfortable on the mound. He's gelling. I think that's a lot, too, to JT having some time off as well. Here and there, letting Stubbs get more play in over these last couple of months to kind of give JT a little bit of rest and get comfortable again back there. Um, but, yeah, it feels good to have Nola being at least on the upswing coming into the postseason as opposed to, like, wow, he did great all year, and now he's kind of faltering or he threw too many 100-pitch games or whatever have yeah. you. His arm looks fresh, and he looks – Coming into the form at the right time, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. So it feels good that way, at least from the NOLA standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I guess other pitchers. How about Chris Sanchez, dude? Yeah. Yeah. He was dealing the other night. Yeah. Not bad. Like, I know last pod we said that uh, Ranger would be our pick. We said for number two, but at Thompson's, the time, are, Thompson's yeah. already announced that NOLA's yeah. going to be the number two. Ranger, I know it was the hangover game and. He was probably a little banged up last night. Didn't look great today. Would you pitch Chris Sanchez number three? Uh, I, no. I okay. think I still go okay. Ranger. I think that, you know, I mean, Sanchez, might, he'll have an opportunity. You know, if you go up in a in a longer series, I think, you know, five, seven-game series, you're up two or whatever. Maybe you put him in there. But I, uh, I think Ranger solidified it. Also, you don't want to, like, this isn't the time to kind of, mess around with shit or egos and stuff like that. Pitchers are pretty much like divas in the world of baseball where you don't want to get too much in their head. Mm -hmm. Not that I think Ranger is like that at all, but I think that 
consistency again is good to have Ranger. He knows his spot. He knows what the deal is. You get him in there. I think that that'll be all right to keep him at three. Sanchez, he's done well. I don't think he's done enough to be a postseason number three guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of. It's nice to have a guy like that who could potentially be. I mean, hopefully you don't need this during the playoffs, but a potential like long man out of the out of the bullpen, like you know, God forbid someone gets knocked around and like the second inning has to get taken out. Or, but I mean, also it you know in the playoffs, like you have a much shorter leash. It's good to just have. It's you a good know, spot more to than be enough in. guys in the bullpen that can give you serviceable innings. Good spot to be in for the Phillies bullpen. No knock on that. Yeah. But I think that Ranger is our guy at three. Um, I do think if it comes to a fourth starter, the way Taiwan Walker would kind of just get buried in the first or second inning. Yeah. I'd rather see Scary. Chris Sanchez if you need a fourth starter. Yeah. yeah. Four, that's Tywin fine. Walker now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. Walker is, when he's hot, he's hot. When he's cold, he's cold. There's no real in-between with that guy. So... That I'm fine with. I would be curious, though, to see as this stretch comes out. You know, you wrap up the Pirates coming up. You got, what, one last series with the Mets, which means nothing. You really want to see what you got with Lorenzen. You know, have him out there and hopefully knock some rust off and see what he can do, even, like, coming in at the end of games and stuff like that. But he's really had a true fall from grace. I mean, he did look good the other night coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. I mean, better than he – We'll see. That was his best game since the no-no. Yeah. But that's not enough to really be confident. I don't feel like if he goes in the game, I'm like, you know, it, it, and you're playing teams, you know, postseason a different animal. You're at home. I get it for, for some of them. Mm-hmm. and That's OK. But him on the road, I, you know, I don't know. I, he, it's, it's a shame. I mean, I wish he was better like that and more reliable. But I feel like that no-no was his World Series. And that's what it's looking like. Yeah, I mean, the no-no, I mean, that was probably one of the pinnacles of the season, quite frankly. That was right around the start of Trey Turner's hot streak. Yep. And uh, since then, Lorenzen's definitely had a precipitous fall from grace. But at the same time, I mean, he looked good the other night. He's pitched out of the bullpen a lot in his career. A lot of that was not high leverage because he was with Cincinnati and Detroit and some other mediocre team. So, like, he hasn't pitched in a playoff game in a high leverage situation out of the pen. So, yeah, I think probably give him some chances here against the Mets, maybe tomorrow against the Pirates, maybe even tonight as we speak he's pitching. Who knows? But see if he can really be an asset out of the pen. I mean, he's probably your long reliever between him and Sanchez. Like, you probably figure it out, righty or lefty, depending on the matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you'd like to think he can give you something just because you traded for this guy to be a, a, yeah. a component and a piece of the team. But – We'll see. Um, he looked good. You know who else looked good? Orion Kirkering, Kirk, man. Yeah, man. Hey, shout out to him. Welcome to the uh, Phillies right there. Yeah, that, that was, was a great, quite a debut. Great, great debut. I love when they always do the panbacks too, like the family when they're there for the first game. Yeah, and the yeah. dad just absolutely a butterball mess every strikeout. I mean, <laughs> love to see it, you know. Butterball um, is a good term. My man does like <laughs> – no disrespect to him. He kind of looks like a butterball. Yeah, so I'm saying, you know, it, it was true to it. I wasn't talking any lies there. I'm sure he's a great guy. No, not just – it was good to see. It's nice to see people's family watching their kid play. You can imagine them being, you know, Little League or T-ball and being just as emotional or happy when they win a really non, non-important non game when they're little. But to see your, your kid grow up and do that in a meaningful game has got to be amazing. And hopefully he can uh, keep that up and 
have another meaningful moment like that in the postseason. Yeah, great name by the way, Orion Kirkering. That's yeah, like a, Orion's an awesome name. Yeah, that's, that's a fucking sick, sick athlete name. But yeah, I mean, dude, the guy's stuff is just wild. Uh, that slider is, I mean, it's like Brad Lidge esque. Yeah, that's what it reminded yeah. me of. I was like thinking that, and I was like, am I just saying that because he's like Mm-mm. a better Philly or something? Mm-mm. But it's like, nah, that that dip it has is just like, it looks like unhittable. And he can throw it for strikes, which is wild. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, like Lidge, yeah. That first, yeah. that first battery had, I think he started him off with like four straight sliders. Yep. Um, yeah, just dropping him in for strikes. His walk to strikeout ratio in the minors was like unreal. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a guy who's you know, normally you would think a guy who like is like a stuff guy, you know, has just like really nasty pitches. It's like usually like walks come with that. Yeah, part big of the time. territory. Because they miss a plate or someone gets a bad call or you goes in the yeah, dirt. Yeah, but it's like this guy could just like fucking drop him right in there. I mean, he had one of his. Uh, I think it was like his second strikeout. It was, he just struck the guy out on three pitches. I think he I think he started him off with a uh like a hundred mile an hour fastball right on the corner and then he just drops a slider right at the bottom of the zone, just like bam, right yeah. on the fucking paint. Yep, like a this dart. Just like, God damn, this yeah. is ridiculous. And then threw another slider inside, the guy just looked like a moron trying to swing at it. But yeah, I mean this is a guy who started out in low A, made it all the way to the majors. It's wild. That almost never happens. And like honestly, like I mean, it remains to be seen. He's only had. Uh, I mean, he, I feel like he'll probably get into a game, the game tonight, but uh, he's only had one appearance so far. But honestly, he looks like he might be like one of the top two, three bullpen arms we have. I mean, next yeah. to Alvarado, like I don't know if there's anyone else I'd rather have in a high level situation. <laughs> well, I think the key guy. is too is that he hasn't been seen too, right? So like you know, yeah, they don't have a yeah, scouting no book. Yeah, on. no yeah, one can really, see him, yeah. and we and honestly like. Playing the Braves kind of up against the postseason is a blessing and a curse because it gets the team ready to go against their pitchers, but then they also see our shit, so like it's kind of close that way. But if you can pull someone out of the you know out of the bullpen like that out of nowhere, that's good. That's great for us that way because our bats go toe to toe with Atlanta. To be honest, when we yeah, play when we play them, right, you know, yeah. so uh, they know our stuff, we know their stuff. They can read Nola like a book. So hoping that he can get his shit together when we play the Braves. But if you get a guy like that in your back pocket, that is worth its weight in gold, to be honest, when you get down that stretch. So I think that was a great sign from him. Hopefully he keeps it going. Uh, but I think that that could be a really big wild card factor for us because our bats are fine. Yeah, You don't need anybody to be the savior. You know, it was always like, oh, is yeah. it Harper or uh, last year uh, with Hoskins and all that. Now our bats, pff, they're all hitting knock on wood decently well. They're all consistent that way. You pull this wild card out now as a pitcher. That is that's what you want. Us, that's what you need in the playoffs to make a deep run. Yeah, I mean, it seems like every every team that makes deep runs in the playoffs. I mean, you look at that Astros team last year. Mm-hmm. Their bullpen no, is always us. just has, yeah. It's just a murderous row. Yeah, every runs. guy throws a hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you couldn't stop them. And I remember going into the season thinking like that was going to be one of our big strengths because like we pick up uh, Soto, and you figure you have like Alvarado, Kimbrel, yeah, Kimbrel, and you know, uh, Sir Anthony has been not great this year and it's like oh this whole like idea that we we're gonna have this great bullpen is kind of like falling apart yeah, painter in the background like oh he'll come yeah, up at some right. point yeah and then so yeah like the, it was like the perfect thing to just have like oh yeah by the way we have this fucking guy yeah he's yeah. been in the minors all year who's coming like, out of left field throws fucking like gas so yeah, yeah i'm excited about uh I, th- I think he's gonna get some meaningful innings in the playoffs for sure 
Yeah, I think that was kind of the idea of calling him up in time, right? They called him up in time yeah, for just eligibility. Yeah, time for him to be yep. on the roster, yeah. Because uh, Matt Gelb on his podcast that he does in June, I uh, remember him talking about Orion Kirkering, and I'm thinking, who the hell is this guy? What should I know about him? Yeah. So then I started looking him up and like saw a couple of videos of him pitching. I was just like, damn, this dude is disgusting. Yeah, I mean, he was just drafted, what, like 14 months ago? Yeah, or, like, last year. Last it's year. wild. Yeah. And uh, to see him come up, just throw gas like that. It was, it was unbelievable. Throwing a hundred with the, the movement on this fastball yeah. as well. Throwing his slider like eighty eight or yeah. something. It's ridiculous. Usefulness too, which is nice to see. It's good to see yeah. some young bucks coming up in there. But also, I feel like there's no, at least in my opinion, there's no prettier pitch than a nice, well, well executed slider. I love that is like coming across the plate like that. Watching him swing, there's no chance he could hit it. It's a beautiful like like you said, watching Brad Lidge in his prime that year when he had what fifty two saves. Or whatever it was, forty-five, yeah. some ridiculous. Yeah. Number. I think it was forty-eight, including yeah. the playoffs. That then you year. cut yeah. the mole off and lost all that juju. But <laughs> you know, I mean, the slider is just a, you know, when done well, it's a beautiful pitch, and it's great to see him come up there and execute that way at that level. Yeah. So I got a nugget for y'all about Kirkering. You're going to get a, a kick out of this, sir. It's actually pretty crazy. So uh, this is from Matt Gelb. Um, he published this article after Kirkering's debut, just talking about his rise. From just like Little League all the way up to the majors. So uh, his dad's name is Todd, and this is an excerpt from the article. Todd knew his son was a good player when he was in high school. He ditched a curveball to throw the slider he throws now. He gained strength and velocity and confidence. He played for the Florida Burn, a major travel program, and one of his teammates was Braden Halliday. Roy Halliday. Oh, damn. Roy Halliday was a volunteer pitching coach. Wow. While Orion was with the burn, he shook off his catcher and threw the pitches he wanted. A burn coach suggested to Todd that this might not sit well with Orion's high school coach once he left the travel team. What's Roy say? Todd asked. He doesn't care, the coach said. He wants him to throw with conviction. If he wants to shake them off, he shakes them off. Last week, when Orion was promoted to the majors, a Florida burn coach named Josh Cinebaldi texted Todd to congratulate him. He said to me that after one of the first bullpens that Orion threw with Roy, Roy said he would make it to the majors. Wow. Todd said, but they never told me that, and I'm good with that. I'm good. So Roy Halliday, a Phillies legend, man, says that this kid, he's his pitching coach in high school, says he's going to make it to the majors. That's bonkers. To be in the same sentence as that guy, you got some high, that's that's no knock on you right there, you know? Yeah. That guy sees something in you that, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so I like was blown away. It's just like, wow, it's come full circle. Here he is pitching for us in the playoffs. For the Phillies, yeah, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just thought that that was really interesting. It's a great story. Kind of reminds me of, uh, like, the whole Kirkering story kind of reminds me of when the Rays called up David Price. Mm-hmm. Here we played them in yeah. the playoffs, just yeah, like right. this unknown minor league arm that everyone heard about that just came in and was just nasty. Mm-hmm. kind of the same concept now if, unlike the rays he can deliver for us and we can win the world series yeah. we'll take great it. yeah now he goes up there and gets demolished in the playoffs he'll be like no. he'll be like david price <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but yeah now it feels good i think that the uh they definitely have the city back behind them which is good to see so the phil's made the postseason the eagles are undefeated the same energy is here i think we're feeling the same thing. We're on our end. We're good to go. We're buck. We're ready to go and support this team. They just have to execute, and they have the pieces to do it. There's no, like, oh, we skidded into the postseason last year, and we 
caught lightning in a bottle or whatever it was. This year, like, there was expectations. It started off slow. You had the Harper injury, Turner's slow slump a little bit here and there. Bullpen was a little banged up and not really consistent. The pieces now are coming together. You got Rojas hitting balls, getting us into the postseason. You got Kirkland coming up here, surprising us all as a, as a bullpen arm. I think that they're in a good spot, and I think that we're going to see a pretty surprising team in the postseason in a different way than last year. I think the wins will be more convincing wins than they were. You won't have to have that magical moment where Harper hits a three-run home run at the bottom of the ninth or bottom of the eighth, whatever, which I love to see. I'm, I'm yeah. here for it, but I think that this team is ready to just dominate in the in the right in the right time. Yeah, yeah, I think going into this this wild card series, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, right now, it's looking like we'll play the Diamondbacks. There's an outside chance we play the Cardinals and the Marlins. Do y'all have any preference? Even the Cubs. Oh the yeah, Cubs. yeah, the Cubs. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of Johnny yeah. Gans. First Johnny in, Gans always on the mind, man. Yeah, yeah. First time in 30 years that there's no Cardinals, Red Sox, or Yankees in the postseason. Good. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. You know, hey. Great times we're yeah. in right now. But yeah, who would y'all rather see either the Cubs, Marlins, or D-backs? Right now, like I said, it's probably going to be the D-backs. D-backs. Yeah. D-backs, 100. I mean, I guess really? like, the Cubs have been kind of on the downswing. That's so, what I'm you know, saying. Kind of, they were really hot for a while there, but then they kind of. You know, fell down to earth, and seems like it'd be a better time to get them. But I mean, I don't know. I don't really care. I'm not afraid of either of those teams. <laughs> if anything, I'm <laughs> most afraid of the Marlins just yeah, because they the... seem to have our number. Yeah, I don't want the Marlins. Give me but the like, D-backs. Our contract's done, right? Yeah, but something about them—they just always get up for us, and yeah. we usually play down to mm-hmm. to the level of competition against them. God, that would be. Imagine getting a. <laughs> that oh, is so brutal! Oh my god, I don't even want to think about that. Give yeah. me, the, give me the Diamondbacks. I don't want. Cubs, whatever, Marlins. Oh, I, I'm with you. I that just has bad, bad juju written all over it. To be honest with you, I don't like that at all. Um, yeah, I think Diamondbacks are what we what we all should want. To be honest, Cubbies might be on a downturn right now, but we saw how hot they got before. That's true. Um, another somewhat big market team right there. Like I don't want that. Like, give me the Diamondbacks that aren't used to this shit and that's true coming into philly come on now we played them not too long ago but we did fairly well against them so give me arizona yeah i think i mostly would also re- fuck gannon it's the same thing so like it would also be the same thing we could do that's a gannon good point that's yeah. that arizona yeah. hey it carries over for other sports yeah. too um i'm still saying the cubs just because yes they are on the downswing also their rotation is awful mm-hmm. like the diamondbacks they're probably going to have to pitch their two top pitchers, Zach Allen, who's a, uh, a South Jersey guy, basically a Philly guy. He's a Penn Salkin guy. And um, same thing. Merrill yeah. Kelly, who pitched in the the World Baseball Classic, who put up numbers in the World Baseball Classic. So, yeah, they're probably going to have to pitch those guys to make it to the playoffs. But on the off chance, they clinch early enough that they don't have to throw both of those guys. Those two guys scare me at the top of rotation. Whereas you- the Cubs... Yeah, they have Justin Steele, who's like going to get some Cy Young votes. He's probably not going to win. But uh, after him, their rotation is Marcus Stroman, who's been hurt much of the year, yeah, yeah, and Kyle true. Hendricks, who's this day's, the modern day's Jamie Moyer, who throws mm-hmm. like 80 miles per hour. Yeah. It doesn't really scare me. Yeah. I think you'd like to have a good bullpen, though, that you face. If all goes the way it looks like it's going, we're going to end up playing the Braves if we get out of this first series, which we should. I'd rather have at least a decent bullpen to face as opposed to a shitty bullpen because then your batters are ready to go seeing some good gas. Now, I get it. The Braves have some guys on 
uh, yeah, IR. Yeah, kind of. You know, they're a little banged up, and I yeah. get that. But I'd rather have a test in the wild card round than walk on by and then, you know, feel like you're hot yeah. shit and then go into the, you know, NLDS or whatever it is. But I think that, you know, give us some gas. I'm not a – there's nobody – Marlins, <laughs> nothing on that team scares me. It's just the fact that something about, like you said, exactly. you play the Marlins, yeah. they just don't play well against them. The Cubs – Okay, they got a shitty bullpen. Their bats could heat up here and there. I get that. Give me the Diamondbacks because their bats don't scare me. Their fielding isn't that great. Their pitching is decent. I'd rather have our bats stay awake and play them. and have a meaningful at-bat every time to keep alert so you don't slip up on mm. them. Because you got the Braves also. It's going to be a tough we get there looking ahead here. But, you know, that's my thought process. That's fair. I mean... Honestly, I don't think it really matters too much. The important thing is that we're going to be at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, the that Cubs, in of itself is huge. The Cubs have a little more playoff experience, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't think it really matters. We're going to be juiced. We're going to be amped. That Team's going to come in with a lot of momentum. Yeah. Whereas the, whoever we play will have an, end up having just backed in. So we should be in good shape regardless. Cool. Well, I guess that just about uh, wraps up on the fills. So going from uh, that to the opposite, I guess we could we could check in real quick on the Flyers. Oh man! Okay. Uh, the hockey, the the professional hockey team that plays in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Flyers, Oof. started the postseason. Obviously, none the of us. Preseason, the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That was Might a, as well be the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the preseason started Monday. Obviously, uh, I don't think anyone, aside from any like real uh, hockey sickos, watched this game because it was going on the same time as the Eagles. But they got shellacked pretty bad. Uh, I guess it was. I guess it was Cal. Cal Peterson. Cal Peterson yeah, started the game. Four goals in like ten minutes. Looked like Swiss cheese. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't really comment too much on the game because I haven't even, I haven't even watched highlights or anything of it. I don't even know if there are, <laughs> if there are highlights. I don't, I mean, but, when you lose 6 nothing, yeah. you can't really have any. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's really much to, uh, I mean, I guess well, Sean Couturier yeah, yeah. was on the ice for the first time in a while. Ooh. Obviously, very rusty, you know, not too much to say there. I mean, I guess it's, uh, the this whole situation with, uh, Atkinson's sort of it's up b- in the air. Bizarre. He's like... It was out because of some kind of soreness, apparently it unrelated was, to the neck surgery. I but think they claimed the it knows. was lower body soreness. Right, okay. Right. And I With, guess like... Which could know. be anything. I mean, that's yeah, so that's vague. The thing. Yeah, that's... That's uh, hockey that's injuries. Hockey. Yeah. It's just anything yeah. above the waist or is it below the waist is the only information you get about injuries. Yes. Unless they, like, obviously got a concussion or something. Probably that tort workout. He's like, oh, I'm too old for that. Oh, uh, torts was working him, dude. Yeah, he's probably just yeah. beat. Yeah, yeah, like, there were a couple guys saying, like... They threw up. could barely make it through the workout. I think yeah. it, was, uh, it was either Owen Tip or their Cam York. Like, Torts was like, yeah, I could tell he was struggling. I gave him a stip tap just because I basically felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I think. But, you know, good to see him back out there, I guess. Yeah, as far as Couturier goes, <laughs> like, that's really exciting for him to be out just because, uh, I mean, I still think Sean Couturier has something left in the tank even at, what is he, 30, 31? Yeah. Hockey just guys play a... surprisingly long, though. They have a good longevity to them. Yeah, in in y- his dude Yager's still playing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Fifty two. No he's, he's still playing professional hockey. Let's bring his yeah. bitch ass back. He could probably play third or fourth line center for this team right <laughs> yeah. now. Let's be honest. <laughs> that was honestly that was the last time this team was fun. Was when mm-hmm. that, yeah, that Yager was great, year. dude. That I was fucking sick. love Yager. The Yager Giroux Hartman. Yeah. yeah, that was sick. Love Yager. 
But, uh, yeah, as far as Katori goes, I'm excited to see him back just because I think he's got something left. His game, to your point, Pat, hockey players can play a long time as long as their game isn't predicated on speed, which he's always been kind of a slow skater. Yeah, he ain't. Like, he's, he's not the slowest, but he's he's not, he's not Crawford, Connor no. McDavid, yeah, you know what I mean? No. So, like, although no one's Connor McDavid, but you get the point. But he's, his game's more predicated on positioning, like smarts, mm-hmm. and yeah. just skill. And I think that'll age well. Is he a part of the next good Flyers team? Maybe it's like a third or fourth line center. But either way, he can kind of show some of these young guys the ropes, get them acclimated to the city, get them acclimated to to just Philadelphia, just life in the NHL. So is it good? Yeah, I think it'll be good for the younger players. At the same time, I think he wins us a couple games and kind of hurts us in the standings, which isn't the best. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, I th- I think they're going to be pretty fucking bad. Oh, they, they will have, be. But they have another chance at another top five pick for sure. Um, just cause, I mean, even if, even if you consider like Couturier and, um, and like assuming Atkinson gets back, that defense is bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, bad, bad. it's, you know, even, uh, I mean, it was bad last year and they traded away Provorov. So like, they just, I mean, there's really <laughs> not a whole lot going on back there to stop the other team from scoring. Well, thank God we signed eight goalies this year, so you'll see a good rotation <laughs> yeah, well, back you know, in there. Exactly. Yeah, when uh, Carter Hart gets caught in the Hockey Canada stuff, we'll need a, <laughs> a couple goalies to fill in. Yeah. But, yeah, talking about Atkinson, um, I don't know how many games he plays. He's older. Like, he's, what, 34? Yeah, I th- it seems like they're going to not play him a ton, you know, whether he's healthy or not. So. Yeah, so if he ends up having to sit for just – vague lower body soreness good he won't win us a couple games that'll help us in the standings but uh torts did have this interesting quote talking about this is actually about mark Stahl last week when he met with the media and um i guess it kind of relates to atkinson another veteran player that we don't really want or need to play that much but uh anyway torts said this is what he said to Stahl. as i stated to him He's not going to get in the way of the kids, of us developing the kids. There's going to be some nights he's not going to play. <laughs> but he's going to be just as important in those nights and those days leading up to games that he's maybe not playing in than he is putting the uniform on. So he's kind of embraced a rebuild. Yeah. And in, in this article, I can't find it right now. This is a uh, Charlie O'Connor article for All City PH, PHLY, whatever the new thing is. He also has a quote in there somewhere where he's like, talking about last year and he essentially says i was down for a rebuild before anyone else yeah it's like it was those morons at the front office that wanted (laughs) us to keep playing these guys that hello we all we all were on board on that yeah so i think it's cool to see that torts has embraced it at first i think there was a pod probably last spring where we said i don't think he lasts another year Mm -hmm. i think maybe he does get tyler coaching a really bad team and that's still the case but it won't be because he doesn't want to rebuild he's he's clearly committed to it well if you if you think that there's signs of hope and direction from the front office and you coaching then that's one thing i think last year like you were saying he he was caught in the middle of that where i think this year now he sees like okay fine like briere they cleaned house of all the old guys that were all like oh this is a flyer's way all this old shit they took out a lot of those old heads Torch's like, all right, fine. We'll see what happens this year. If they give me free reign to run my team the way I want it to run, we're not going to win games just to win games here. Obviously, I mean, whatever they decide to do. But a rebuild is a tall task to undertake 
as a guy that's used to winning. But if he's on board with it, he's got. He, you can see the future picks that you didn't get to play this year with the Russian guy and all this other shit coming in here. You know, give him a year or two if he can stick with it. The team, as every Philly team does, they stick with their coaches and their team through everything. So if we get a guy like Tort that wants to just embrace that, I'm here for it. But if he starts to go and we start going up, you're just asking for another fucking shit show, to be honest with you. Yeah. He needs to stay for at least another year. At least two years, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it seems to, it sounds like he's going to be... Uh, like we were t- talking about this before last time, but it sounds like they have plans for him to be part of the organization going forward. Even when he's done coaching, he'll probably take on some kind of, like, you know, special advisor. VP of player ops or some fuck. shit yeah, like that. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it sounds like he'll be around for a while. How long he stays the head coach, who knows? I mean, uh, as everything you've seen in Philly sports, if you're the guy that's stuck around the longest and has at least built some kind of credit and has helped build something, the city will will put a fucking statue up you on Broad Street if you want to. Like that's yeah. you know, if if he can commit to that and he's got the right attitude and mindset of a Philly style coach that we love. Oh, for sure. So he's yeah. Philly as hell. You dude. know, I think that if we could just give him a taste of what it feels like to be supported, not like the Flyers are. Not for nothing. The diehard Flyer fans are cut of a different crawl cloth. Like they're they're a different breed. They're they're out there. Them tailgates are weird. The people are a little off. It's fine. <laughs> I love it. We're all Phillies. Like I love it. But at the same time, you know, give them something to look forward to besides just draft picks that don't play for three years. Yeah. Which you can only see after two years now because you're gonna have all these top draft picks that yeah. don't play for two or three yeah. years. Well, speaking of top draft picks, I guess the last little bit of. Flyers update is the whole uh, Mave Mishkov situation, which is a little odd. Uh, so KHL season starts. He's with um, SKA St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. Ska, the Ska team, mm-hmm. uh, and then gets scratched three out of four games. I think the one game he played in, he was only on the ice for about six minutes, and then they sent him out to loan to uh, Sochi, which I guess is the team that he – I think he was also – loaned out last year um i guess there's been like some sort of speculation of exactly why this is it's interesting because i guess uh apparently from what i've heard like they've actually been struggling to score that team and it's like well maybe you should have kept the guy who's you like would think. Yeah. fucking goals left and right but you know and there's been all this like is this sort of some kind of uh you know they're just getting back at him because they don't like the fact that he wants to go to the nhl is this just because like their coach just doesn't like playing young guys? Isn't their coach cool with Putin? I think yeah, I think they're like kind of a Putin. Uh, it's Russia. The Putin it's the spot. Russian hockey league. Well, like what the fuck did we? <laughs> yeah, their their coach in particular is like cool with Putin. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Boys. What did we expect? I mean, we <laughs> saw this shit coming. So hear me out, right? If I'm not seeing this right, so the guy that we signed that lives in Russia, plays for the Russian league, can't get in for another year or two. For some reason, Russia is mad, for obvious reasons, I guess, are now just jerking this kid around. He won't really see a lot of ice time. My thinking is they're going to get him all fucked up on that Russian vodka, have him just sit around the bench, six minutes here, seven minutes here, go to Sochi, (laughs) go to St. Petersburg, go to fucking Siberia, not play, just sit around, get all fat and happy. They're fucking with us. Yeah, That's well, what he's doing. playing like twenty minutes a night now. Yeah, he's, Sochi, so like what? he's getting his ice time. He'll stay in shape. Twenty. I mean, for him, he should be playing thirty he minutes. He better be easy, skating to the rink yeah. on ice. He yeah. better be skating everywhere on ice. He better be getting himself in big time shape. Well, here's the other theory. Well, since it is you know, St. Petersburg is the ska team. Maybe, maybe uh, 
maybe Mishkov is like more of like a third wave guy <laughs> and the coaching staff are like more like trad uh rock the two-tone steady. guys they're too. like yeah they're two-tone uh you know traditional old uh jamaican style ska guys <laughs> like fucking <clears throat> mishkov shows up to he showed up to training camp wearing a real big fish t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like they're like shaking. <laughs> 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 they're, <laughs> they're, their coach is like, uh, like you you cannot simply add <laughs> horn section to pop punk man and call this ska music. <laughs> So, so what they like sent a, away right, because it like <laughs> Mishkov, but yeah, uh, they saw a Spotify place. They were like, "Yeah, Mishkov was he wanted to change their goal song to like a, a streetlight manifesto <laughs> <laughs> song." Yeah, Mishkov, like, he demands less than Jake be played at all practices. Yeah. Oh, Just like, dude, I can't yeah. skate to this. This <laughs> there is not enough tempo to to do this music. Yeah, he's like. Uh, Prince Buster, Desmond Decker, Scottalites, Mishkov has heard of none of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I hope that's what's going on here. Yeah, Putin shows up to their games wearing, like, those, like, checkered vans. <laughs> they got the pork pie hats, and, like, the whole team shows up to the, you know, like, you know, you show up to games wearing, like, the nice clothes, the, the suits fit. and stuff. The game they all, they all, they're, they're all, <laughs> that, that team all just shows up wearing, like, the Fred Perry polos oh my with the God. suspenders and like the pork pie. <laughs> Some of them show them just black suits, white yeah. shirts with a skinny black tie. Yeah, yeah, skinny ties. They oh got, man, yeah, the shoes, the whole fucking thing. Yeah, Michkov ain't down with the Rue boys apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who can blame him? I mean, he's what? He's Gen Z. Yeah, he's not listening yeah. to music from he's the eighties, seventies. Bob, it's Russia. He may be. Who knows? Yeah, there's there's so much I don't know about Russian culture, but I do know that Michkov definitely would be a less than Jake fan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I know that, but trust me, I know. Well, I guess that just about uh, that's about all there is. Yo, hold it. up! One they, more they, thing they, about uh, one the more Flyers. Fire They're doing all these Wells Fargo Center renovations, trying to be all bougie. Mm-hmm. They released their promotional schedule. No dollar dog night. What the hell's up with that? Damn. I was looking forward to it. That was probably going to be one of the few Flyers games I would have gone to. Fucked up. And what's up with these renovations? Why are you doing this? Well, the one renovation I thought was... I don't know. They were trying to keep up with... uh, They are putting all those screens on the outside. Just the lights I saw, too. Who's going to be walking by the sports complex? Like, let me watch this on a screen. It's it's all the way down there. Yeah, they're just trying to spruce up, make it look fancy. Like, please don't leave us. That's all they're doing. Yeah, they need that Sixers revenue. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, they're... Yeah, I don't know. Promotion, I mean, you know, they... I like a dollar dog night now, though. We all do, you know what I mean? But they don't They don't know what to... They don't... They ain't got it right. That's why it should be owned by more of the Sixers franchise than it is the Flyers. They'd mm. be doing it right. Well, the Sixers ownership's pretty shoddy. I mean, this kind of leads us into talking about the Sixers or the Eagles next. Yeah, I guess we can... We can do the Sixers, yeah. Yeah, that'll be quick. We can save the good stuff for the end. Yeah. The Sixers, like, this isn't bad news, but... Yeah, Trevor, you were saying... Dame Lillard, you said in the open, yeah, we got an update on the Dame Lillard situation. He got traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. To the Bucks, who we face off 
on the opening, opening night. Yeah. yeah, and who's our biggest competition in the Eastern Conference, arguably, You're along at with them. the Celtics. Yeah. So, from the Bucks' perspective, I think they made the trade just because Giannis was saying all that stuff in the offseason. He was like, ready to roll. Yeah. If you don't show me that you're committed to winning, I'm not signing an extension here. Right. He wants to win. So, which yeah. rightfully so. He's already won, you know, back-to-back MVPs. He's like, you know what? I'm, I've proven myself, and they beat fucking Milwaukee. The yeah, dude comes from Greece. Milwaukee. Come on. Now, you're in the most beautiful country in the world. You go to Milwaukee, and you do all that. You're good to go. Yeah. Even Kareem left. He couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so... He kind of put the pressure on them to make a move. And they did. Good for they honestly, did. good on them for doing that shit. Like they're gonna be really good. Yeah, meanwhile, like Embiid's given hints that he might leave, and it's like, how about uh another year of Montres Harrell? Yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah. How that about six to... backup centers? How does yeah. that how does that uh, intrigue you? Yeah. Don't want to leave here, would you? Well, to be fair though, he's only won one MVP. And didn't you know? Ray, he's not as much. A, he's in, not as much of a position. Like to, not for nothing. Like there was always yeah. like the Giannis and B. Like I would take Giannis and love and be to death. But yeah, and be solidly. I'm a, if the, I'm a franchise owner, I'm taking Giannis all day. Yeah, he's right now solidly the third best player in the NBA yeah. behind Jokic and Giannis. Long, I mean, the dude's health is always good. That's the big factor. That's a, that's the big separator. Between I wouldn't say Giannis, Giannis is healthy. I mean, yeah, this is his issues. This, yeah. Okay, this season. Sure. Last couple seasons. But not the one that he won MVP two thousand yeah, row and yeah. then won a championship. We never had that like three year stretch of and Bede's always been hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Freak injuries mostly, but yeah. It doesn't matter. That's all I'm saying. But I mean, like at the end of the day, like as far as this trade is concerned, I mean the one thing that you have to think is in the trade, Drew Holiday goes to Portland. Our boy, He's the pissed. guy that we traded to start the process. He should come back. Yeah. That's, He's pissed. That's circle. what people want. The that's... day after he said that I will always be a buck, it's in my blood, I love being a buck, the next day they ship his ass out. Yeah. He can't be happy. That's that's the business of the NBA. Mm-hmm. But So, obviously, the Sixers are in on it. A bunch of teams, I'm sure, probably are. I mean, who wouldn't want, like, an all-star, like, all-defensive caliber, like, proven playoff performing yeah. point guard? But, yeah, um... I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think there is any chance at all that the Sixers somehow make this work and get him back? I think they could. I mean, I don't really know exactly what they have to offer at this point, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would. It would be great him, him, uh, Maxi and Embiid. I like that. I think Boring made a good comment at the beginning of the all season, or maybe midway through, uh, and he was like, you know, listen, obviously we would be better off with Harden. He said, but if we don't have Harden, we have options. And whether that's this year or next year, there's a lot of free agents hitting the field next year, the offseason. But he's looking f- toward the future. And if you figure you lose one all-star, former MVP in Harden, if he doesn't come back, uh, we don't know still. Obviously, he could come back and surprise us all and be whatever. But if your focus now is all on keeping him bead happy because he's clearly devoted to the team, you put in maybe not a, you know, internet breaking trade or anything like that but you've added some pieces as big or small as they may be or you know inconsequential that's fine but i think that murray has some tricks up his sleeve that he's ready to unleash and i I would not be surprised if they bring in drew holiday as you know like you said he started the process he went away won a championship now he's an all-star great defensive player all this and that clearly is not going to be happy being traded after making that statement that he wants to be committed to the bucks so I think that he could, of all teams to go to, why not 
go to the Sixers. He's got no loyalty to really anybody else. Yeah. And the city would embrace it would be PR it would be a PR fucking fireworks show. They would love it. They would they would eat it up. Yeah. I mean for him it'd be a great move to still be on a contender in the Eastern Conference yeah. and he'd get to stick it to his old team. Exactly. Which would have to we, be pretty fun for him. Yeah. Um and Trevor, to your point, like him and Max, it would be an awesome backcourt. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Drew can kind of do a – he's not as good as Harden, at least certainly not offensively. I'm not going to sit here and pretend he's as good as Harden. But he can do – he can moonlight and do a lot of the same things. He's a bigger guard. He's got a jump shot. He can shoot a three. He can set guys up. Like he can run a fast break. He can do a lot of that stuff. He's not nearly as talented as a passer. You can get the ball on the other side of the court in less than uh, 20 seconds. Oh, for seconds. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. But then defensively, I mean, the guy's a monster. Like, yeah. yeah. It's a big guard. He can guard one through three, probably one through four, depending on the light, the night. Um, and he's he's done it in the playoffs. He's won a championship. Like, I would love to see it happen. I don't know what the Sixers give up. I don't really understand what you do what i have written down in my notes is is there's some sort of framework for a three-team deal where the sixers send harden to la to the clippers right i feel like that the would clippers have to send picks and yeah. filler to portland because mm. portland's looking for picks and filler for their young roster then they send drew back to philly drew and harden salaries are basically the same they're around 36 million each give or take so the money would work it's just are all three parties involved agreeable to it? I yeah. would think so, but I don't see. Why I think they a lot wouldn't. of it depends on what the Clippers are willing to do. I don't yeah. see why they wouldn't be. It makes sense. You get a big three in L.A. Harden's happy, fat and happy. The, you know, I mean, I don't see Portland really being a contender this year. Oh no, so, yeah, they're, they're going to be right asked for a sit, long time. They sit on their picks their, and they're happy the with it. You know, I mean, it all makes sense. None, none of that. Nobody in that mix is like, maybe, you know, they want to do this and that. Yeah, of course they would. See, I think it makes sense, but that just seems so easy. Like, if I can sit there and figure that out this afternoon, like, after work, like, why hasn't it already happened? Well, LA already has enough players that they have an all-star roster that just loves to not play, so Harden would definitely fit in. He wouldn't even have to show up for that trade. He just had to just he, sign Harden team. plays games. He may not try his hardest, but he'll play a game. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm well, whatever. I'm but, into it. I would love to see Drew Holiday come back here. I would love to see Harden gone. Yeah. I if think, that happens, if we lose Harden and get nothing in return, I'd be pissed. But if you get Holiday for Harden, I'm happy. Yeah, I think everyone involved would be like everyone in Philadelphia would be happy with that yeah. trade. Yeah. Yo, speaking of Harden, did you all see he threw a party? Last night, or oh. I guess two nights ago. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. had people holding up signs that said Daryl Morey is a liar. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. He's as yeah, tired as as tired of James Harden as I am. I thought that was pretty good. Maybe it's all some kind of fucked up bit. You know what I mean? What do you like, mean? Like, what do you think? Like a little, like, you know, maybe they're like just having fun with each other. Who knows? Maybe it's like a little weird kind of sick, cruel game that they like to play. Oh, I hate you. Oh, you're a liar. It's like a bad breakup. No, you. No, you. you know oh, it's I mean? definitely a bad breakup. Yeah. But in like a cute, maybe it's like not really a breakup. Maybe they're just like toying with us. Hmm. It's probably wishful they're thinking. That, <laughs> they're into that weird stuff. <laughs> they're acting like they're like a middle school couple, essentially, yeah, is what you know, you're like saying. When you kick yeah. somebody, you're like, I don't really like them. But then you kick them harder. But then it's like, no, they do like each other. Maybe it's like that in a in a perfect world. 
I mean, in some ways, James Harden does clearly have the maturity of, like, a freshman in high school. So, I suppose Hello. it's possible. Come on now. Yeah. Send, send, sending notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just send notes. Yeah. Yeah, folds like, them up, sends them in this like cute little anymore. envelope. Yeah. <laughs> this is over. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess, speaking of Harden, like, the one other thing I'll mention as we try to wrap up on this this team here, we'll have plenty of them to talk about next week after media day. But, uh, I mean, for the longest time, Dame was saying, trade me to Miami or don't trade me anywhere. Mm. He obviously flexed on his demand and was willing to go to Milwaukee. Is there any chance, like, if the framework for this three-team trade that I laid out doesn't work, is there okay. any chance Harden flexes on his demand and it's like, you know what, I'll go just about anywhere else? That the Sixers can somehow trade him somewhere else and end up with something of value. I yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I think it, in the off season, I can understand him being like, "Yeah, this is the one place I want to go. Make this happen." But if that doesn't come together, it's like, does he really want to spend half the season being in this weird, uncomfortable situation in Philly, or does he just want to fucking go somewhere? Like, I, I you know, at some point, it's like. I feel like uh, something's got to give and like, you would probably rather just like go somewhere where you can like play and not like, I don't know. I mean, he's a fucking weirdo. So maybe he doesn't really give a shit. Maybe he is content to just do half a season of whatever the fuck this is going to look like. But I mean, seems like at some point if it's like, okay, option one is not going to happen. Maybe it's time to move on to option two, option three, you know? I feel like he already tried that bet when he like fired his agent or whatever it was that he did and like tried to do his own thing or like. I mean, that's he, yeah, no, that's how he ended up he to Brooklyn and to here. Test the market and nobody, he's not no like he's not Dame. Like Dame's got some gas in the tank. Guy wants to win. He's got to drive. He's proven that he'll play his hardest out even for a shitty team. Yeah, you know Harden. He's just too much talk. I feel like he probably bit off more than he can chew with gas up his game like this isn't the Harden where he used to put up 10 games in a row 45 points like yeah great player I mean no knock it will elevate any team that he comes on to but I think he's kind of lost that bragging right of like I'm gonna go wherever I want to go now like you tried sure, that shit yeah. earlier in the summer it didn't work and now you're like I want to go specifically to LA and until that deal happens I don't see him really going anywhere else that makes sense for us except for what you mentioned earlier about going to L.A. and giving us, you know, Drew and all that stuff. So I think he's just kind of put himself in a hole. And it's a shame to see. I hope he plays for a good team and gets to the playoffs. I'd love to see him win a ring with us, no, honestly. I, mean, but I, would, I don't want to see him win a ring. With us would be great. If he wins it with us, sure. If yeah. he goes anywhere else, I hope his career sucks like Ben Simmons. But, but, you know, I don't think that he's – I think he's lost that pedestal to really ask for more. He's been doing that for the last three years, and it hasn't worked out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I hope that he just flexes on his demand and just realizes this is dumb. If they won't trade me to LA and if this through this three team trade doesn't work out, trade me somewhere else and just get me off the team and hopefully the can get something of value. But regardless, it's gonna be a very interesting season. Might be more interesting off the court than on it, but I'm kinda looking forward to it. Yeah. You ain't lying. So I guess we can move on to the the birds. Yes, sir. Happier things. 3-0, one of the last, uh, there's uh, three undefeated teams still standing. 
who were one of them. Uh, I don't know. What'd you guys, what'd you guys make of that game against the Bucks on Monday? So I thought that was a very encouraging game. Um, certainly the defense came to play. Yeah. Yeah. The defense was ball. And the crazy thing, man, at kickoff, they showed the, the weather felt like it was 104 degrees. They were sweating. Yeah. But it it didn't affect the defense at all. The, The interior defensive line, wild. Jordan Davis. I was saying this to you guys when we were sitting out on the stoop before recording. Just watching him just whenever they would run up the middle, he just sheds his block and just bear hugs the running back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time he did it, I just started cracking up. It's like, damn, this <laughs> yeah. dude's a monster. They don't know how to stop him. They don't they can't run around him. No. They can't run through him. They, they just run into him. He him. just hugs yeah. him. Yeah. And that happened at least three or four times. And each time I laughed. Um obviously Jalen Carter. That bat has Monster. me more and more nervous every game. Only a half a sack, though, so he's only got one and a half eh, now. But he's, he's he's still got he's on pace fourteen for like, games. He's on pace for like thirteen sacks, though. Yeah, so I'm nervous about that, but it's a beast in his hometown. Basically, he had forty people there. He said, "Yeah," and right before he popped that ball out, he said, "Yeah, I looked up, I see my family in the stands." Then the yeah. next play, he's like, "Yeah, I saw the running back run up the middle. I knew if he cut back." Oh, this might be something. Then he just just hooks Pop. the ball, dude. Yeah. Like, and not he, even just, like, pops it out. Just, like, blow! Falcon punch. made the tackle and popped that ball out. Yeah, that was wild. And then uh, even my boy, Marlon Tui Pelotu, mm-hmm. who I remember a pod months ago, I kind of said, yeah, he's he's a bum. Even he showed up and got yeah. the first sack of the game. Yep. So that interior defensive line was hooping or balling, wrong sport. Still on basketball. They were balling. Same mindset. But, uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it's wild how good the defense has looked for th- through three games. Because going into the season, we were kind of thinking, like, you know, considering the losses we had on, on defense, you know, we knew Carter was going to be good. We didn't really expect him to, like, totally replace Hargraves' production and then some. We were thinking, like, this will probably be, like, an average unit. You know, they'll be good enough, but they're not going to be, like, as good as last year. And they've been, like, the strength of the team so far. I mean, the offense has, you know, uh, been fine. The running game's been great. But the I think so through three games, like, the defense is the story of the team for sure. Yeah, I'm happy. I mean, obviously, we're 3-0, and so I can't be more related than that. I think uh, all offseason, we kept hearing about Jalen Carter, steal the draft, Jalen Carter, baby Rhino, and you know, all this shit in training camp and stuff like that. But to be a guy that is that young and tested, you know, Jordan Davis came into the league last year and kind of got hurt. But his first three weeks, again, were impressive. You know, we didn't see a whole lot. He was big run stopper. Okay, fine, whatever. That's fine. It's not the sexy guy. Um, Jalen Carter has been as advertised and some. He's been better. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it is honestly – it was it's funny when Dallas got Micah Parsons. I was like, damn, they like we never get a guy like this. Like we never get the no, guy. We, we got always, our guy. We yep. always get like Asante yeah. Samuel after five years of moved, or we get you know since B Dog, I should say, since the Jimmy Johnson era of defenses. But Jalen Carter of all defensive linemen right now in terms of quarterback pressures, right, uh, the top five, four of them are defensive ends. He's the only one that's a defensive tackle, and he's number one in pressures. Number two. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Oh, yeah. I, I thought he was up there in hits too. And hits probably uh, yeah. too. Yeah, I don't know if it's across the board from Dienzo, but like from the defensive front standpoint, 
he is the number one guy in pressures, which is going yeah. against not for nothing. These, you know, it's funny, dude, like, he split double teams a couple times. And yeah. we look at the we look at the schedule, and at the beginning of the year and the beginning of the podcast, I was like, yeah, we're going like fourteen and two or whatever. I said ridiculous number. Um, <laughs> but you look at what PFF does with the other O lineman grades, and I'm not gonna lie. Uh, New England has had two guys on their O-linemen that have been in the top five the last three weeks in terms of their grade of how being good they are at offensive linemen. Same with Tampa Bay. That's no knock. And you got a rookie out there just manhandling people. I mean, he gets pressure. He had that one could have been a touchdown to Mike Evans at the back of the end zone, but he jumped up high enough to be able to disrupt that pass. You had that forced fumble. That was a pass that he... Created the pressure on that play right. to make and then he just Baker Mayfield yeah. throw the ball off to a dump off valve, and then made the tackle, which was a forced fumble on the dump off guy. Like the guy has an engine, and he doesn't celebrate yet. He yeah, makes a sack or half a sack, yeah. gets up, goes off the like. The guy is, it's fun to watch, and yeah. you can see Fletcher Cox feeding off that, and all the other older guys just having a great time now. Yeah, yeah, like all the talk about. Oh, he's not conditioned. His conditioning's off. He doesn't have drive. He doesn't have work ethic. He's proven all of that to be extremely wrong. And certainly, yeah, it is early in the season. Let's see how he looks 15 games in. You know, he's mm-hmm. a rookie. He's never played that many games before. Maybe it catches up to him. But right now, I think it just was unpredicted that he was going to be this good this soon. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you might expect this from him in a year or two. I get it. It's only three games in, but homies already are in like a Hall of Fame trajectory. Two yeah. which fumbles. is wild. I mean, it's funny, like going into the season, it was like, yeah, he'll be like probably, uh, you know, one of the top three like favorites for Defensive Rookie of the Year. It's like he might be Defensive Player of the Year the way he's right. going right now. Like, if he keeps it up, he's got a sack and a half right now. Could have been a full sack, but that was a sloppy game. Two forced fumbles. Uh, I mean, his push on the safety, him and Jordan Davis are really what allowed us to get that safety. Yeah. And that gave, you know, Morrow the, the jump mm-hmm. to go to get that safety. I mean, as soon as they got to that first and goal, you know, they went for a fourth down, they missed it. I was like, this is a safety. Like, it's they can't throw the ball. They're going to have to try to run it. Yeah. And, you know, Tampa Bay, not for nothing, misses Fortnite right now. I'm not saying that they miss him in total, but for shit like that, just to get them out of a jam, they don't have anybody else that can compete with that front. I mean, if you put Jordan Davis, Carter, Cox, and Graham up there, what – yeah, I think they, you, the Eagles played a five-man front. Yeah, Milton Williams was in there, bear. too. They yeah. played a bear. What are you going to do with that yeah. shit? Like, uh, there's so much just manpower up there, and you got a safety like Sidney Brown flying in who can also hit. Morrow played a good game. The defense is definitely carrying the team right now. I think that the offense, for me, uh, watching them play Monday night, I think that that was definitely a a statement win. I get it that it looked different with twenty five eleven or whatever it ended up being. It should have been like that last touchdown but it was, 20, was garbage. It time, was twenty five three. Mike yeah. Evans went off. He got his little fantasy points up. Whatever had the one handed catch, which was sick, and a touchdown. Whatever, but the defense played lights out, and the offense did what they have to do to win the game. One hundred thirty five yards to AJ Brown, which was great to see. But back to back games against the Vikings with two hundred plus rushing yards, not that, not that you know big of a deal because they suck at guard and run but to do it against Tampa Bay you got Vita Valle up there a lot of young guys you know you got Levante Lyricor. David and Devin White yeah there's yeah. no joke they they were a touted a top five run defense top three even 200 plus yards again yeah so I mean like, some of those holes that oh my Swift god had to run through was just like crazy but you... what I'll add though is that 
Swift also has a hell of a lot of talent, man. Yeah. Because Ken, Kenny Gainwell was getting a lot of those same holes. And, like, I like a Kenny Gainwell. Played great in the playoffs for us last year, I think. He's a young running back and has bright NFL future ahead. Mm-hmm. But he was getting the same hole Swift was getting and wasn't doing nearly as much. A little smaller yeah. of a back. But you see that. Also not as fast, not as explosive. Like, Swift sees a hole and he just hits it. There are some, like, the one play where he hurdled the guy. Um, and stayed on his feet. Yeah. If there was nobody ahead of that guy, that would have been a touchdown. There like, was another one, too, that he, like, dipped the one guy. If he didn't get tripped up on someone's fucking elbow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was been gone. That a 70-yard yeah, touchdown. Yeah. Like, there's been instances where, like, he could have had another 170-yard run. For having three carries in the first game, he's still number two in the league in rushing yards. Yeah. Which is, pff, damn, to go. And. The Vikings, I don't understand why they did what they did to give him to us because they don't use Gibbs anyway. They have arguably a competitive O-line that we do. Their O-line is also stacked with Ragnarok and all those Oh, you guys. mean the Lions. The Lions. I yeah, mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, there's no real difference that way. They just didn't use him. So we got him for cheap, and now he's playing lights out. Hurts will have his time. He should have had probably, what do you have, one very – Interesting passing touchdown to... Uh, oh, that was a hell of a pass. Yeah, but, I mean, it was a fucking ass hair away from being a pick. Beautiful drop. I get that. It was a beautiful play. Yeah, no, I think it was, he, it was a pinpoint throw. That's why it seemed like it was so close being picked. I think he knew what he was doing there. I hope so, yeah. but he hasn't given me the confidence yet this season in his passing oh, no. game. Yeah. But I think that that game was the game where I felt like the offense was clicking passing-wise. They just had drop touchdowns. A.J. Brown had two drop passes in the end zone yeah, yeah, that, that he should have like, had. Had he had that, they'd have been like, oh, yeah, Hurts is back. He had three passing touchdowns, you know, 250 right. yards, no big deal. And to be fair, the second pick, Watching the game in real time, I'm like, yeah, that's uh, an that's awful a, decision. It was actually a yeah, really yeah, good play by the play. defender. Yeah. yeah, and that's just like the regression that you were kind of expecting this year. I mean, I, I was thinking back to that game against Pittsburgh last year. We had those three touch, like mm-hmm. long touchdown passes to AJ Brown. It's like if a if one of the backs had made like a, a that good of a play, like one of those passes easily could have got intercepted. You know, it's like that yeah. kind of shit's just gonna happen. It was a good. It was I'll. I'll Take that decision 10 times out of 10. Like, we have a chance to throw a touchdown there. Yeah. Guy makes a great play. What are you going to do? It reminded me almost identically to the pass that they had against the Giants on December 12th, whatever it was, against the Giants in the Meadowlands. They threw the ball to Devontae Smith. Oh, it was a slot fade. And yeah, 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 the yeah, guy yeah, yeah, went yeah. to go for the tackle instead of the ball, and Devontae just walked into the end zone. But had that guy made a play on the ball, it probably would have been a pick. Yeah. Similar to what happened there, where, yeah. like, he saw the man-to-man, essentially what it was at first, had Devontae open, slung the ball across his chest, had him, but then the safety came in over the top, picked the ball off. Great twinkle toe. Like, you can't – I'd rather have that, which led to the safety anyway. So like, Yeah, what yeah. Malcolm Jenkins say in uh, the Super Bowl, that ain't nothing but a good punt. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like, that you know, was a really good punt. Yeah, yeah, they get the pick. They're at the two-yard line. Pff, all right, yeah. pin your ear back and get his bitch ass, and they did. So they get the ball right back. Yeah. But, so as it, as it was reported, uh, you know – Jalen Hurts was shitting his doo-doo ass that was just, before the game. That was this MJ flu game. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I said. You, yep. you must have got a bad pizza before that game. Yeah. Apparently, there was a butt like it was a. Who's getting kind of pizza in Florida? Of course, you're going to get bad pizza <laughs> yeah. in it's Florida. Also just, it's just regular pizza. Yeah, it's also like, 101 degrees on the field. Like they were sweating like a motherfucker yeah. down there too. Hold up. Speaking of pizza, have y'all had the Wawa pizza? No. no. Have I you? didn't realize that. No. Was a thing. no. You haven't seen the commercials. Four o'clock. No. Four o'clock. They start selling it. Yeah, I'm finna get that this weekend. 4 p.m. 
Yeah, Wawa Pizza is probably. Someone was telling me they remember when Wawa used to have pizza and it was okay. I don't like. I don't. The fact that it went away and it came back says all I need to know. I haven't been to a Wawa in forever because they got rid of the one on Twentieth and Market. I used to get there at work sometimes. Oh, now it's it's like a a clothing store now. What Twentieth and Market? I don't. I don't think there's anything there yet. Well, Twentieth. I'm thinking of maybe on a different corner. Mm. Think about by Jefferson. I think it's yeah. Oh, you're thinking of the one on Broad. No, it's still Market, but it's oh. uh, right across the street from Jefferson Station. Okay, yeah. Oh. Now it's like a Unicorn. Oh, I know what you're like talking about. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the one like I used to go to back in the day was on Broad and Walnut, Broad and Locust. When I worked at the oh, Barbary, the mm-hmm. yeah, I would go there all the time at, after a shift at the Barbary. I'd take the train, the L, up to, to City Hall, mm-hmm. go to the Wawa, then just walk down Broad. Yeah, that, like, Wawa, that was Wawa, Wawa was, a it was a grim place. That man. was not so always fucked. a good spot to be in. Mm. Yeah. Like... I can't be mad at them for not. They still should not having sell pizza that. there. Yeah, yeah that no, Wawa, no, no, no. it's not there anymore. But yeah, the Wawa near me, it's it's next to uh, Little Sicily too, Indian cheese. Oh right, yeah, I used to so go to that one. When I'll I was go to that one sometimes. I might have to take a trip up there this weekend and try the pizza out. Hell if yeah. I do, I'll report on the pod. Big time, you got to. And hopefully, it doesn't get me sick like the Florida pizza got Jalen Hurts sick. Hey, but he still looked pretty good. I will say out there, you know. I think that it's a culmination of the defense is vibing, they're gelling. Desai has his shit, his crew is locked in. He's got lucky with a great defensive front. Um, Sidney Brown. Yeah, he made that touchdown. one play. Yeah. That was sick, yeah. yeah. That was nuts. Good to see him out Did there. Did get hurt in that game. I don't know. Yeah, I think a hamstring. That's yeah, all right. He, he didn't practice today. Yeah. It's okay. He'll be Looks fine like by Sunday, okay. though. It's It got sloppy. It was another sloppy game. Um, good to see that we lead the NFC in turnovers, too, which is – I didn't. That was a sneaky little snat there, which is great to see. I mean, that Vikings game, like we were popping the ball out left yeah. and right. Oh, yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that this team is primed for another good run in the season for a win streak standpoint. I think you got Washington coming in. Washington and I, Rams. Two pretty was it Jets, and then the first real test is obviously going to be the Dolphins. Yeah, which there's enough time between now and then. Who knows what could happen? Yeah, exactly. You know, that team looks fucking scary. Yeah, oh, I mean, shit. they put up 70 points. Uh, Granted, yeah, yeah. it's in the butt-ass Broncos. Still. but They also haven't played anybody. I mean, yeah, they have speed, and that's all they have. They play the right? Bills this week, and that'll be a good test. That'd be a good test yeah. to see what they do. If it's a close game, okay, we'll see what's up. But, you know, good for Tua to be back, and maybe he got a new brain and a new skull, and he's good to go, yeah. and he's looking okay. But well, that, that has made me think that, like, potential Super Bowl could be Eagles-Dolphins, which would be a really great story, Tua going against Hurts. That would be great. I don't. I don't really believe in Miami like that yet. I don't think that they've proven themselves at all. I think that it's still the favorite is KC. I don't. I don't. People are like, yeah. oh. People thought about the Jets before Rodgers went hurt. They were like, oh, here come the Jets. Like Miami hasn't really done shit yet. Let's see what they I do when they play a good team. Go that far. I think they've done. I think they've shown like they're. Uh, I mean, I haven't actually like sat down and been able to watch any of their games, but like, you know, everything I'm hearing is that like, you know, McDaniel has like these crazy schemes i mean you know he was coaching under shanahan for uh, he's a, while. a good coach he's, he yeah, seems like I, a very I, good coach. I believe in i believe in him as a coach for i'm sure. not knocking the it's team just, as a good team i'm just saying like i feel like the super bowl conversation yeah, is a little sure. bit overstretched for a team that's you know i would say i would still favor casey just yeah, because it's Mahomes. To, it's, it's reed what they've done yeah like but my miami 
Miami's usurped certainly Cincinnati. They're the hottest like team. That number two seed in the AFC. They're the hottest team in the NFL right now. Is yeah. Miami. I mean, they're speed. They're fast. They're yeah. fun to I mean, watch. They also started last season off to like a great start. Right. They were like one of the. And then Tua was just getting just Tua, killed. Yeah. 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 Well, wait yeah. till he meets Jalen Carter gets ragdolled a couple times. Like I'm not worried about it that way, but you know, I think that the Eagles are coming up pretty good. I think that the offense is clicking every time I see them. That we watch them, I feel like a piece of the offense comes into fold. Yeah. When you need it to. Like last, Monday, it was like the A.J. Brown game. First of, like, first game, Devontae Smith. Second game, DeAndre Swift. Third game, A.J. Brown. Once all that shit has yeah, to click. Gotta get, gotta get Goddard going. That's yeah. what I was going to say. We gotta get the Goddard, yeah. Goddard game in but there. But when you don't need to, I'm okay with that. When you're putting up points and your, your defense closing out, they had nine minutes left. They were only up, I mean, at that point, Everybody had just scored a touchdown. It was still 25 they 11, up, but they were like, by 14, I, but there was 10 minutes yeah, left. Yeah, I remember saying, like, yeah, this game's not over. We they need a really a, strong drive. They closed out the game. Yeah, that was wild. They had a 10 minute Troy, fucking Troy drive. Troy Aikman even said, like, yeah, you don't see this anymore. It's old fashioned football. They yeah. have great defense and a phenomenal run game, which, not for nothing, has been the Eagles' pretty much identity since the beginning of when they were made. I mean, you look back to Buddy Ryan's team, you had Cunningham and all that shit, but they ran the ball. And they had phenomenal defense. Yeah. You know, Other than the T.O. year, even most of McNabb's tenure. Yeah. It was all Brian Westbrook. Yeah. It went from Brian Westbrook to LaShawn McCoy. You know, you had Sanders for a hot second, but. Sanders Swift, Sanders is nothing Swift compared is looking to Swift. Like San, guy. Swift looks way better than right. Sanders. I don't even want to talk about but Miles you build, Sanders. You build in the trenches. And it's wild, too, that like they haven't even really gotten Swift involved in the passing game yet. No. That's his bread and butter. Like, they they threw him their one running back screen. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. That's like a they whole, ran a running yards. back screen? It's like a yeah. whole other level that they could get to with him. And they got 15 yards off that. I mean, yeah, as soon as I awesome. saw that it was Kelsey and Lane Johnson and him back there, I'm like, this could be a touchdown. They're only at the 25. Mm-hmm. But also, I will say... Shout out. I've been a huge hater on this guy since he came into the Eagles fold, but uh, Covey. Yeah. I was going to bring him up. Yep. <laughs> hell of a game for Covey, I will say. Yo, I had to be. He's been good since late last yeah, season. Yeah, I saw a tweet. Like, I talked I don't a remember lot who it was from, but like he's first in like punt return yards. He's first in. Um, I don't even remember all the stats. There like were a number of stats. Or some shit like yeah, that. there were a number of stats. He was first in among punt returners. I, but yardage was one of them. Um, certainly doesn't have any touchdowns, but like he doesn't. Fit, he there were times I thought he should have fair caught that, that he didn't. He almost dropped, and he's still bounced. picking up ten to fifteen yards. I'm like, okay, I can't be mad that he didn't fair catch. He has been a. Uh, I got to find this tweet. Yeah, man. that shit. That definitely. I had to recalibrate and and talk that back. Now he's got to prove it every week for me. I still don't believe in him that way, but I think that that's what helps him play better is that I don't trust in this guy. Every time he gets that ball and gets hit, I'm like, that's God. what he's thinking about when he's about to catch Definitely. that ball. It's like, I gotta, I gotta show up for Pat. He has I gotta to make a believer. No, nah, man, it's all he that. He hears me down. I yell, I yell at him at the link all the time. Like you're a bitch. Like it's I, all that getting bounced around by his girlfriend. I'm always like, you're a Y'all remember bitch. that? Oh, yeah, his girlfriend that's like a foot taller than him. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> she, she's prepped him for this shit in the NFL, man. Yeah, He's dude. used to getting tossed around like a ragdoll. 2023 of the year, the totally. short kings. That's all right. Yeah. I got to hey. find this tweet about him. I was like, damn. He's also so small, though, that when he does get hit, I'm like, every time he gets hit, I'm like, oh, this is it. He's done for the season. Like, he's getting rocked left and right. But, all right. So this tweet, speaking of your boy, I don't know who this guy is. John Gonaud? I don't know. I don't know. So sorry if you're listening to the pod. You probably definitely are not. But Covey, <laughs> since week 13 of 2022, 291 punt return yards, first in the league. 
14.6 punt return average first in the league, 13 punts of 10 plus yards, nine plus or nine punts of 15 plus, five of 20 plus, four of 25 plus, all first in the league. Damn. Yeah. So like, yes, you've knocked him. I think certainly early last year that was warranted. His performance the last since week 13, however many games that is, probably including the playoffs, like eight games or whatever, it's been solid. Yeah, I mean, I like the kid now. I, I still i am going to talk shit every time he goes back there to catch it, but... Yeah, keep keep doing what's working, you know? Yeah, it ain't going to broke yeah. if it's not... Gonna, whatever it is, whatever the, whatever the quote, don't fix it if it's not broken, whatever it's called. If it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it. Yes, but, yes. you know, anyway... <laughs> But, hey, good to see him out there running around like a little mini mouse, similar to Sproles, but obviously different in a couple different ways. But he's doing his thing, and that's all right. Special teams looking pretty good. Yeah, so this is the best special teams has looked in the past couple of years. But I'd rather do what the Eagles are doing. You do enough to win the game, and there's always room for improvement. We didn't come out busting out like Dallas did, like they always do. And, uh, you know, Diggs, terrible injury. That is, you hate to see it. But he's not the whole team. That offense just fucking crumbled. Well, they also had Zach Martin and uh, Tyrone Steele or Terrence Steele out on on. Yeah. Well, I'm not making excuses for him. Like they should be able to patch that up. Like they couldn't. And good for us. Good for Johnny Gaines. Damn. Yeah. I wonder how that. What did what did Dak Prescott say? Ten picks or less this year. I think that was only his first this year, though. That's all right. We got was a whole it? long season now. It's a, yeah. that's a, maybe just broke. He just broke the ice, baby. It's that's over. true. Yeah, the floodgates <laughs> like, are going to come open. Yeah, now. It's it. yeah. People see that it's our fault yeah. of the mouth. Zero white. Yeah, our boy. Yeah. Eagle, how about Eagle Johnny forever, Gaines, man. dude? How about Johnny Gaines? <laughs> yeah. Always love that guy. They still got Jordan yeah, Hicks no. over there too. Nah, he's on the Vikings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I wish you picked. Him he up had the pick against us last week. Love Jordan Hicks. But. You know, I guess what's cool to me is, yeah, it sucks the Eagles haven't played on Sunday the last couple of weeks, but you've kind of gotten to sit back and watch the rest of the NFL. There's a lot of bad teams. There's a lot of so really bad many. quarterback play, oh, a lot dude. of bad defenses. The Eagles at, what do I have written down here? This is just an approximation. 70% of what they were last year are mm-hmm. still a top three team in the league, which is wild. Big yeah. time. And it bodes well for the future. I'm pissed that. Of the three teams that are all three and zero, that San Fran is still three and zero, which is bad annoying. But come on, Johnny Gans, he plays them this they'll week. They'll get theirs. They'll they'll, they'll play yeah. down to somebody. Uh, they haven't really played. I mean, no. they played the Giants. The uh, who else have they had? Uh, Tampa Bay. No, no, they played the Giants. They played. They played. The Giants was the big one. Um, damn. Yeah. Why can't I remember who else they played? I don't know. I don't think they played anyone that good yet, though. But no, whatever. they played the fucking Rams, the Giants. The Rams game was actually pretty close for a while. Uh, let's see. They played the Steelers. They blew about thirty to seven. Oh. The shit yeah, they team. played yeah. Kenny Pickett. They played the Rams, which they only won by a touchdown, and they played the fucking Giants. So like, now they play the Cardinals. Big whoop. Then they played Dallas. Oh, that that'll be a good game to watch. Yeah, yeah. someone's got to lose unless they tie. <laughs> I mean, well, if Dallas loses again this week somehow, I would. Nah, fuck him, fuck Dallas. I would still rather have say. Ah, uh, I don't know. It depends. No, I, I would always rather the Cowboys. If San Fran's lose. undefeated, yeah. I would rather have Dallas knock him off. But if San Fran has already lost, then I'm rooting for San Fran. I'm not rooting for San Fran. I just would rather yeah, them win. Yeah, I would always rather the Cowboys lose. Just almost any circumstance. But I think but, that we're the most complete team right now, honestly. 
we need to get it, uh, the passing game together. But if we do, then yeah, I would it's, agree with that. I, arguably, I think that it's there. I think that if AJ Brown had caught those two touchdown passes, we'd be sitting on a lot different story in terms of the offensive passing game. Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't on Hurts. He had him. It, right it's there. not on Hurts, but it's still on the passing game. I mean, the receiver is part of the passing game. So yeah, but he didn't have like sixty-five yards. He had one hundred thirty-five passing. You know, one hundred thirty-five receiving yards. Goddard got involved. And they run for 200. They still had almost 400 yards of offense yeah, again yeah. against a great defense. I mean, game script's not always going to allow you to do that. So it's kind of why I want to see the pass game really get in sync. But, yeah, to your point, if that does happen, then, yeah, we are a very complete team. I think that the one thing I'll take away from this team from previous years is that, like, when we saw Chip Kelly, even Doug Peterson, where, like, we had an identity and you play to your game and you hope to win, where this team takes what the defense gives them and then they exploit Yeah, them. they can find different That's ways fine. to win. Yeah. And then if they need to get 200 passing yards or 300 passing yards, they'll do that. But they haven't needed to. If you can run the ball for eight yards a run, and the old linemen are happy, there's no sense, there's no need to force the pass down the field. Yeah, it's fair. So we're get, It's getting pretty late here. Do we want to uh, real quick give some quick predictions for the Commanders game on Sunday? Yeah, so... The line right now is Eagles minus eight and a half. I think by the time game time rolls around, that goes up to Eagles minus yeah, once ten. That, once that, that Eagles fan Sunday morning money comes in. That's what I'm saying, up, man. That's going to be points. up to minus ten. Uh, but, yeah, Sam Howell's ass. He threw four picks, got mm-hmm. sacked nine times. Now, I know Buffalo's defense is very good, but ours is just as good. So, I think defense dominates. We sack him six times. Forced three turnovers. I don't know if it's two interceptions and a fumble, an interception and two fumbles. I don't know. But I think we win 31-10. to 10. The passing game gets it together in the first half. Second half, we just run it down their throats. Josh Harris leaves his booth crying. <laughs> and uh, he's public enemy number one in Philadelphia after this. Yeah. I'm liking 34-20. Damn, you think they're going to score 20 points? Well, field goals. You get two touchdowns, and it's all just a couple of field goals right there. Oh, I think we're going to smoke them. I, th- I think so, too. But I think th- I think the way that this season playing, they give up a couple garbage. It'll be a garbage touchdown, you know, like mm-hmm. fourth quarter. They hit fucking somebody down the field. Big deal. But 34-20, easy money. Charles? I, think they, I think they put Howell out of the game. Oh, wow. Okay. Trevor, I saw you smile when I said 31-10. I was Is that like, your prediction? Uh, I was gonna say thirty, to, thirty to ten. That's fine. But yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think it's gonna be a uh, a real beatdown. I think the our defense is gonna have them in prison, and um, yeah, that's just what's gonna be. Cool. Well, big, uh, big dub for the birds. Bird gang Sunday baby. coming up. Yeah, we finna be four and zero. I think all of us are feeling that I'm pretty sure all of us had that when we predicted the schedule so yeah i don't think anyone's all good so far i sure. think after this week it gets a little yeah this is where we started predicting losses so we'll see what happens after this but this is where i keep this is where i hit my stride yo for the record unrelated the phillies won the hangover game hey, seven hey, six hey. bryce harper the go-ahead home run in the seventh Damn, yeah. Yeah. he the was sober, not our, our fucking <laughs> mormon boy or yeah our the sober... old sober sally over there hitting the ball good yeah, for him. yeah. Well, Keeping it locked down. Yeah, so they could, uh, they'll probably. They're going to win at least 90 90 games. games. Hell yeah. yeah. Good for you, Harper. Well, with that, uh, just going to about do it for us here. 
please leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast. Give us a follow on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe on YouTube. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. See ya.